You're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and uh, we got more of the same going on. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started into our first segment. List Building with Joe. In past episodes, I've talked about uh, things that were good in the past being good again in the future. And I wanted to give some love to the extended players with a couple of lists that were very strong at the beginning of 2.0 that I think are even better now. So uh, you get a bonus list um, in this week's episode, but we'll start off with the Squad of Legend. That's right, Darth Vader, Suntirfell, and Redline. So what you've got is you've got Darth Vader with Hate, Pattern Analyzer, Fire Control System, and Afterburners, Suntirfell with Predator, Enduring, and Stealth Device, and Redline with Fire Control System, Proton Torpedoes, Diamond Boron Missiles, Weapon Systems Officer, and Munitions Failsafe. And essentially what you have here is you have three ships that can all perform independently on their own very well, punch above their weight class on their own, and uh, you can work them in tandem, or you cannot and just have them each do their own thing. And as I said, at the beginning of 2.0, this was a very strong squad, and I think with the new 2.6 rule set, it's just that much better. And then for the second squad, um, this one, uh, I flew initially in 2.0, and it's a little bit different than um, what it was started with, but that's because we had some different points that I could play around with. So, And uh, this one's called Wretched Hive. And essentially what you have is you have four scum ships that can just... I don't want to say necessarily punch above their weight class, but uh, all of them are going to be annoying on their own right, and you have to be able to to pick which one you're going to go after and let the other ones kind of harass you. So with that said, we've got Han Solo with Trickshot, Maul from the Mandalorian pack, False Transponder Codes, Lando's Millennium Falcon, and Contraband Cybernetics. Cavill in the Y-Wing with Tearfawn Belly Rod, Ion Cannon Turret, Proton Rockets, R4 Astromech, and False Transponder Codes, Forlom in the G1A Starfighter with Advanced Sensors, Kiara, Mist Hunter, Tidal, and Jamming Beam, and Constable Zuvio in the Quadrajet with Pattern Analyzer, Proximity Mines, and Deadman Switch. So, and again, the idea with this one is um, you have your um, four different points, so to speak, of a just bad sandwich that um, your opponents are going to have to eat one bite at a time. And they really got to pick on 
uh, or decide who they want to pick on and let the others harass. So, anyway, those are the lists. Let me know what you think on the Discord uh, or shoot me a message. And uh, I'm curious to hear what you think. With that said, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment. AMG Rules Forum. All right, the rules are starting to get away from me a little bit, so let me cover a few more than I normally would uh, just so we can uh, make some progress on here. So we've got the first one, Heavy Laser Cannon, Marksmanship, and Critical Damage. OP, Heavy Laser Cannon reads, After the Modify Attack Die Step, change all critical damage results to regular damage results. Marksmanship reads, While you perform an attack, if the defender is in your bullseye, you may change one regular damage result to critical damage result. Which occurs first? Does the cannon cancel all critical damage, then marksmanship adds one back, or is the order reversed? Answer. Marksmanship happens in step 2B of the modify of the attack, modify attack dice. Heavy laser cannon happens after the modify attack dice step. Alright, next one. Red slam into a blue maneuver. OP. A player has Kaz, Resistance Fireball, flying alongside Poe Dameron, Resistance Commander, T-70X Wing. During Kaz's activation, he does a one straight and focuses for an action. Then the player elects to use Commander Poe's ability to perform a white action, treating it as red. Kaz selects a slam action and selects a blue one-bank maneuver. In this instance, is the stress from treating the action as red Received before the blue of one bank, allowed the maneuver to clear the stress, or after the maneuver, meaning Kaz finishes his activation with a stress token. Thank you. Answer. A ship receives one stress token while it executes a red maneuver, or after it performs a red action. So, Kaz's fireball receives the stress token after completing the slam action. Alright, next one. OP, Rebel A-Wing Ahsoka fully executes a maneuver. Can she measure range to all friendly ships and then choose not to spend her force? Answer. When the ability that may choose a ship is reached in the ability queue before paying cost, the ship's player may measure range to any number of ships. Then that player may choose a ship from among the valid options as defined by the ability or choose no ship. If they choose no ship, the costs for the ability are not paid and the ability is removed from the queue without resolving. Next one. Lose shields and suffer damage. OP. If a game effects instructs a ship to lose one of its shields, will it be treated as suffering a damage and therefore trigger relative, relevant abilities? For example, Darth Vader is equipped with hate, targeted by plasma torpedoes. After the neutralized result step, two hits remain. So Darth Vader loses one shield and suffers two more hit damage, then resolves the effect of hate. In this case, how many force power will he recover? Two or three? Answer. No. While suffering damage does cause a ship to lose shields, if applicable, if an effect causes a ship to lose one or more shields directly, it has not suffered damage. Next one. Prox mines and delayed fuses timing. OP. 
Is it possible to drop a proximity mine and have it immediately overlap a ship, then place a delayed fuse on said mine to prevent the mine's detonation from the original overlap? Does the mine immediately detonate the moment it's dropped or launched from the overlap? Answer. Yes. After a mine is dropped, there is an opportunity to add a delayed fuse to it before any ship overlapping the device would cause it to detonate. Next. OP. If a faux bomber does a system phase boost and lands on a mine, that mine kills the faux bomber, does the bomber get the opportunity to drop the device of their own? Does the system phase use the queue? My understanding is that the queue is not used in the system phase in the same way that the queue is not used in combat for dice mods. Both dice mods and system phase are during rather than at the start of or after. Thanks in advance. Answer. No. After a ship is destroyed in the phase other than the engagement phase, it is removed from the game. OP. Connor Nets. When this device detonates, a ship suffers one hit damage and gains three ion token. Tabson's pilot ability. After you suffer damage, you may spend one charge to perform an action. Does the dropper of Connor Nets choose the order of the ion and damage? Or is it specifically damaged then ion tokens? The situation is the situation and references when Connernets is detonated by Tavson in the Upsilon shuttle and how it interacts with his ability to take an additional action when taking damage. If the damage is applied before ion tokens are applied, Tavson would have options when it comes to his additional action. If the mind dropper chooses the order, they could choose the damage after ions are assigned, restricting Tavson's to focus action only. Answer. No, both the damage and the ion tokens are part of the Connernet effect. You have to resolve all of the effects before going to the next in the ability queue. So, Lieutenant Tavson and the Upsilon class command shuttle triggers go in front of the queue. Next one. OP. Major Reimer's ability states while you perform a torpedo or missile attack, you may increase or decrease the range by 1 to a limit of 0 to 3. Cluster missiles. Attack target lock. Spend 1 charge. After you, this attack, you may perform this attack as a bonus action, bonus attack against a different target at range 0 to 1 of the defender, ignoring the target lock requirement. Can Reimer's ability change the requirement of the bonus attack to a different target of the cluster missiles from 0 to 1 to 0 to 2, thus being able to target to attack a second target at range 2 of the initial target. Answer. No. Major Reimer's TSA bomber pilot ability affects the range restriction of the torpedo or missile itself. The range to the second target for the bonus attack provided by cluster missiles is not affected by this. Next question. OP. Suppressive Gunner states you can spend an I result to force the defender to gain a deplete token or take one damage, defender's choice. Munition Failsafe says after rolling attack dice for torpedo or missile attack, I can cancel all dice results to regain one weapon charge. My question is after rolling the attack dice, can I spend an I result for Suppressive Gunner and then use Munitions Failsafe? Answer. No. After rolling attack dice takes place 
after step 2A of attack roll of attack. Before step 2B, which is modify attack dice, spending a result is a dice modification. The timing of munition failsafe takes place prior to that of suppressive gunner. And the last question we'll read today. How does gaining two tokens interact with abilities triggered by gaining one token? OP. So I have two similar scenarios in mind of events that can gain that can cause gaining two tokens and wanted to ask how it should resolve when interacting with the abilities triggered by gaining a single token. The first is with Sloan or Panic Pilot giving a ship like Nine Numb, a T-70, two stress. His ability triggers on gaining stress token. Or does Nine... Or does that trigger Nine's ability to clear stress token once, twice, or not at all? Similarly, in a combo with Forlom Crew and Static Discharge Banes, Forlom gives you two stress to do his ability, but status dis Static Discharge triggers before you would gain an Ion or a Jam token. So again, does that get to trigger once, twice, or not at all? Answer. From the Rules Restroom Guide, question. When a ship is instructed to gain two or more tokens from a single effect, such as Admiral Sloan, does this resolve as a single instance of gaining two or more tokens, or as two or more separate instances of gaining one token? Answer. It resolves as a single instance of gaining two or more tokens. Thus, if a ship is instructed to gain two or more tokens from a single effect, like Admiral Sloan, this only triggers abilities that occur after you gain a token once. Also, the abilities of upgrades like Static Discharge Veins and Nine Numb in the T-70 X-Wing do trigger upon receiving multiple tokens. However, each of these instances counts as a discrete opportunity and may only resolve once. For example, if Nine Numb gains two stress tokens from Panic Pilot and he meets the requirements of his pilot ability, he may remove one of those stress tokens. Now that we've finished with our standard segments, let's go ahead and get on to the main topic. And as we're wont to do on this podcast, we're going to talk about the mid-tier lists or the lists that came in the middle of the pack at LSO or Lone Star Open. And uh, the reason that we like to talk about these lists is these are the lists that, um, depending on player decisions or variants, could have very well ended up at the top. Now, we know out of 33 people, Flo came out on top for the first order. But let's talk about the the folks that came in the middle and um, really break down their lists and see if anything jumps out at us. So with that, we'll go ahead and get started. First, we've got Jackson McAuliffe flying the Resistance with Ray with Shattering Shot, Trick Shot, Rose Tico, Agile Gunner, False Transponder Codes, Engine Upgrade, and Raise Millennium Falcon. Poe Dameron with Heroic, R4, Ferrosphere Paint, Proton Torpedoes, Munitions Failsafe, Overdrive Thrusters, Integrated S-Foils, Black One, Jamming Beam. BB-8 with Automated Target Priority and Ferrosphere Paint. And Finn with Heroic, Elusive, and Perceptive Copilot. All right, that's why Finn wasn't on race. I was gonna, that was, that kind of jumped out at me. All right. Next, we've got John Henderson flying the Rebellion with Dutch Vander with Tierflon 
Pierfon Bellyrun, Dorsal Turret, Plasma Torpedoes, R3 Astromech, Finn Rao with Swarm Tactics, Novice Technician, R4 Astromech, Wedge Antilles with Trickshot, Predator, Proton Torpedoes, and S-Foils, and Luke Skywalker with Brilliant Evasion, Trickshot, Proton Torpedoes, R3 Astromech, Munitions Failsafe, and ES-Foils. little different take on the Revel Alpha. Um, I, I like seeing Dutch in there, especially swarming them up to... Uh, I-6 to get that plasma off um, before Wedge fires his protons. That's that's a nasty combo right there. All right, next we've got Emilio Benavides flying the Grand Republic with Anakin Skywalker with Malice, Elusive, Ion Cannon, and Shield Upgrade. Obi-Wan Kenobi with Predator, R2-D2, and Calibrated Laser Targeting. Oddball with Elusive, Advanced Proton Torpedoes, Precision Ion Engines, and the Alpha 3B Besh title, and Barris Offy with Brilliant Evasion and C110P. Okay, I, I like it. Pretty simple, four ships. It's good to go. All right, next we've got Andrew Bolduck flying CIS, and we see General Grievous with Outmaneuver and Impervium playing in Solus 1, Django Fett with Notorious, Count Dooku, Proton Bombs, False Transponder Codes, Delayed Fuses, Slave 1, Veteran Tail Gunner, Cad Bane with Treacherous, Heavy Laser Cannon, Ion Cannon, Xanadu Blood, Proximity Mines, and DFS-081 with Discord Missiles, Independent Calculations, and Grappling Struts. All right, we've seen a similar list do well. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, just that we talk about these lists is because just because it came in the middle of the pack doesn't mean that it's a bad list. It could have just been variants. And um, I would encourage you to consider that as you're doing uh, your own list building. So... With that said, let's go ahead and go on to the next one, which was Ryan Noosh, also flying CIS with Pre Vizsla, with Treacherous, Zam Wessel, Mandalorian Optics, Swivel Wing, General Grievous with Outmaneuver and Pervium Plating Solus One, DFS 081 with Energy Shell Charges, Independent Calculations, and Grappling Struts, and three Separatist drones with Discord Missiles, Grappling Struts, and Independent Calculations. And I, I'm really liking the uh, gauntlet in there. That's that's interesting to see. All right. Next, we've got Jeremy Chambly flying scum with Old Turek with Outmaneuver and Fearless. Lee Mackay with the Tearfawn Belly Run, Proton Torpedoes, R4 Astromech. Cicero with Proton Torpedoes. Leighton Ashira with Marksmanship and Ion Cannon. And Gamut Key with Elusive and Protectorate Gleb. Interesting scum salad there. Five ships. I, yeah, I can see how that's effective. Next, we've got Joseph Gunter. Also flying scum. We see Han Solo with Maul, Agile Gunner, Engine Upgrade, Trick Shot, Lando's Millennium Falcon, Cast Scarlet with Jamming Beam, Savage Opress, Veteran Tail Gunner, Electro Chaff Missiles, 
Marksmanship and Marauder, and Koshka Frost with Gemming Beam, Ahsoka Tano, Veteran Tail Gunner, Electro Chaff Missiles, and Slave One. And I'm going to butcher this name. I apologize so much, but this looks like Vasilios Arventis Dalpe? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, he's flying Empire. He or she was flying Empire with uh, Darth Vader with Brilliant Evasion, Elusive, Pattern Analyzer, Fire Control System, and Afterburners. Moff Gideon with Notorious, False Transponder Codes, and Cloaking Device. Del Miko with Disciplined and Heavy Laser Cannon, Aiden Versio with Disciplined Elusive and Heavy Laser Cannon, and two Jingoists with Contraband Cybernetics. Then we've got Joseph Mafu, Flying Scum with Kashka Frost with Ahsoka Tano Trick Shot Slave 1, Cast Scarlet with The Child, Veteran Tail Gunner, Electro Chaff Missiles, Trick Shot, and Marauder, and Han Solo with Maul, Agile Gunner, Engine Upgrade, Trick Shot, and Lando's Millennium Falcon. Then we've got Christian Herman flying Darth Vader with Malice, Brilliant Evasion, Pattern Analyzer, Fire Control System, Shield Upgrade, Rexler Brath with Juke, Fire Control System, Heavy Laser Cannon, two ISB Jinguists with Contraband Cybernetics, and Wampa with Elusive. And then the last one that we'll talk about is Alex Nelson, also flying uh, the Republic, flying Wolf with R4P Astromech, Veteran Tail Gunner, Tactical Scrambler, Trick Shot, Hawk with Ghost Company, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Clone Commander Cody, Mace Windu with R4P Astromech and Calibrated Laser Targeting, Shattering Shot, Brilliant Evasion, Click with R3 Astromech, Alpha-3B Besh, Proton Bombs and Dedicated, and then Slider with Proton Rockets. So what does all this tell us? Well, let's go over a few other little things uh, about the list. Uh, or not about the list, but about LSO before we, um, before we get to our conclusions. So the first thing is there were four Rebel lists, seven Imperial lists, Seven scum lists, four resistance lists, three first order, three republic lists, and five CIS lists. Now, of that, first order was at the top or very, very bottom. Scum was kind of mixed all throughout. CIS was kind of mixed all throughout. And um, resistance was mostly at the bottom with uh, one exception, and we read that list. And the Rebellion was kind of mixed around a little bit there, too. So, let's, let's talk about what we've, what we've learned from this. So, the first thing is, is that the good lists remain good. Um, we saw... In, in the top lists, we saw Vader Defender, um, uh, basically double defenders with a mini TIE Swarm, Swarm takes second place. We saw the Faux Salad that did so well in the first Gold Squadron event of this year. Um, take it again. 
We saw Mordecai with um, the Tice Worm again. Um, Boba Fett, Finrao, and Canon Jarrus. Um, Django, Zam, and a Separatist Bomber. Um, you know, basically the, the list that we saw do well um, continued to do well. Um, the other lists, and and again, um, and I, I hate repeating myself so many times in the same episode, but um, the reason that we look over the list in the mid-range is sometimes it's just variants that get you. Um, you'll see it a lot with Magic players, especially on the professional scene, that will have these really good decks that they'll bring out to these events and they'll play and they'll scrub out and it'll it's not because their deck was bad um it's because of variance and i think that is still the case in x-wing to a certain extent now obviously top players continue to to be at the top because of the decision making that they do with their lists right but even even with that being the case, you're still not always seeing um, the same people at the top every time. And that might, might be because not everyone's playing in all these different events. But it could, but I think it has more to do with the fact that X-Wing is still a game of variance. There's still a lot we don't know about the meta. I guess I just don't really know how to how to say what I what it is that I want to say. Uh, the meta is not solved. Um, let's start with that first and foremost. Uh, while we are seeing top lists, uh, or not top lists, but while we are seeing some lists rise to the top, there's still counters to those lists. Um, and I, I think it's possible to, um, to to throw a wrench in their plans, right? And how they expect to fly against certain things. So if you're worried about, I don't know, if you're worried about a solved meta or anything like that, I wouldn't worry. If you're worried about the state of the game and whether or not um, there's a future in X-Wing, I wouldn't worry. Um, because AMG is, is clearly wants this game to strive. Um, it wants it to really grow. And I think the support that they're doing for that, um, is going to go a long way to make this game grow. All right, that'll do it for this episode. As always, if you made it this far, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. It really means a lot to me. Please consider leaving a review however you consume it. I read each and every one. Join our Discord if you haven't. Uh, you can find a link to the Discord in the show notes. And lastly, uh, as you know, I like to end every episode with a question. And this week's question is, are you looking back, looking blah, 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 blah. This week's question is, have you considered getting into competitive X-Wing? This is Sailor Joe, signing off.